Hey everyone, thank you for listening to another episode of Everything in Me. It's your host, Sam, and I am back with another episode talking about some really great things, um, something that I've been currently going through or have gone through many, 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 many times. And I thought I it kind of has risen up and is front and center right now. And I thought it was very important to go ahead and shed light and just kind of break it down a little bit more and hopefully offer some hope and guidance and insight for those of us who struggle with emotional instability, not being able to always control our emotions, our reactions, or the feelings that we deal with or how we process those things. I think it's very important to be raw and honest and let you all know that I think all of us at some way, shape, or form, including myself, definitely deal with um, inconsistency with our emotions and for me personally, actually right now, it's even more heightened more than ever because I'm in my window. And so it's 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 very challenging, very triggering. So I want to get some housekeeping kind of things out the way. Everythingin.me.com, definitely check that out to see what's going on. Sign up to the newsletter, which should be posted on there shortly. And you definitely want to check out everything in me on Instagram. So it's everything in me IG and everything on me in Facebook at everything in me FB for any kind of updates. And I post videos on there pretty frequently now more than usual. Um, as encouragement check-ins, I had an aha moment yesterday over something that I had been battling for a while. Um, I'll just touch on that really quickly. You definitely should check that video out more in depth. But there was a quote basically that said, um, disrespecting someone will then turn them into um, seeking revenge and pulling you down essentially for the rest of their lives. And so um, that just kind of sums up everything that's not verbatim, but definitely check out that video and my aha behind that and my thoughts on that, because that's something that was super powerful for me that I was trying to understand from another person's point of view as to why that person and I didn't necessarily gel too well. And even though I have been gracious and considerate and all those great things and kind, um, it didn't necessarily turn out that way. But I can see how respect had a huge part to play with everything, even if it wasn't intentional. But definitely check that out. I do do check-ins and check out the previous videos that I've already posted on an array of things, mental health, self-care, you name it. Um, so yeah, let's jump back into this episode and talk a little bit more about everything in me and what I'm thinking about when it comes to emotional instability. So I have to be honest with y'all. Uh, my, I am so frazzled right now and I'm so happy because on Friday, when you guys will be listening to this, I will have a psychology, um, meet with my psychologist and my mental health therapist. And I'm super happy to just, let it all out because I think people underestimate the juggle, the balance of life. There's so many things coming at us. So we have the transition of COVID. For those of you um, who are working full-time or have been working the entirety of COVID who are front and you know frontline workers and stuff like that, thank you so much for your service. Thank you so much for doing those things that you do and keeping us safe and keeping us healthy and keeping us running. Um, me personally, I've been able to have the luxury to primarily work from home since the pandemic. And it's been an interesting struggle and, um, challenge when the pandemic first hit feels like seven years ago. Um, I was full-time and also a full-time student. And so, and also 
um, doing school full time remotely for my goddaughter, my stepson. And then I was also doing um, parenting essentially on my own. And it was beyond, we just moved into a new place. So we're feeling things out. It was just beyond scary and overwhelming. And so that was my first you know, wave of just stress. And that's a lot. I have actually did that or experienced that during the time I had just kind of started everything in me. And so you definitely want to go back and check out those episodes because you'll hear my journey and the things that were I was going on, what was going on during that time. Now, for a person like me, which I feel like a lot of people are, you kind of don't take um, assessment of all the things that you're currently responsible for, invested in, dealing with, um, going through until it becomes like overwhelming. And that's really where you kind of get yourself into trouble. Now, I don't think I'm as gracious with myself as I should be, being that I deal with so many different things at work. Um, I'm starting to go back in um, and it's it's a tricky, challenging transition. I'm listening to um, a lot of the podcasts from my girl, Brene Brown, and she talks about, um, you know, this whole reemerging with COVID and, and trying to, you know, reposition ourselves to getting back into the workforce. This was actually recorded last year when we thought that COVID was really going to be about a year or so, and we were going to move on come fall of, of last year. But the same applies to now where it's this big transition. I personally have been experiencing a lot of anxiety wrapped around going back into the office simply because my position lends me to be in the mix of a lot of different things and my hands are in a lot of different things. And I am in the process of removing myself from a lot of different things and setting up systems and and teams and all those sort of things and trying to grow and expand things. But it definitely is proving to be extremely taxing on my mental health. And although I am, you know, anti-burnout, completely anti-burnout, and I do inquire to, you know, take days off when necessary. I've already taken off so many days as far as in the future goes, but, you know, taking breaks when necessary at home, giving up my day, not sitting in front of the computer all day. I could easily do that. I could easily do that, but I'm finding, I'm finding that I have to go with the pockets of time that I am the most productive, the waves that come Versus this unrealistic expectation that um, from 9 to 2 p.m., I'm just going to be cranking stuff out. That's not the case. In theory, I would love my brain to work like that because I would have, you know, other time to kind of get into other things. But the reality is that is not true and that doesn't necessarily work like that. And so I am trying to adjust and adapt to the reality that I have. I mean, last week I wasn't able to be able to knock out anything for two days. And that's just not really what I would like myself to, how I would like myself to operate, but that's not the case for every single week. And I think the idea that, you know, productivity and what that looks like and producing and being, you know, um, active and getting stuff done, all of those sort of things are they're ideally what I want to be doing as much as I can. Um, but the reality is I do need downtime and I do need just 
you know, brain numbing stuff that I don't have to think. I do need stimulating things where I feel creative and expressive and, you know, have imagination. And that variety, you know, it comes in different waves and different chunks and different sites. Now, today is a day that last week was really tricky. Definitely getting this this podcast episode out. I definitely struggled with it. And that usually doesn't happen to me. I'm pretty, it kind of just flows. Like this episode, I have no doubts or worries because I'm just kind of zoned in. But, you know, there's a inconsistency for a person like me who loves consistency, which equals stability and safety. Um, is alarming. It's scary. It's frustrating. It's, I fear it. I fear it. It makes me wonder if I'm unable to identify, you know, um, the best ways of getting certain things done. And it definitely makes me feel like maybe I'm not operating from the space that I should. Maybe I'm slacking off. And that's not something I want to do. That's not someone I want to be. But the reality is the wholeness of a person includes the moments of rest. And I've been encouraging myself, especially during my window, every single month having this window of PMS symptoms. And granted, they're never, they differ from month to month. I haven't, um, luckily haven't had, you know, extreme versions of these experiences, but they do lend to sprinkling this time frame of what I'm trying to get out and this time frame, you know, it does lend to me being not as productive or as I would say hormonally, hormonally balanced. Um, and so it can bring out a lot of emotions and experiences that you don't always see or feel. And I, I think that's important to put this on the table. It's a, it's a real thing. It's a real, um, disturbance in the way you function. And for some, it's more dramatic than others. For some, it's unnoticeable. But um, taking that into consideration is super important, you know, dealing with dealing with trying to be healthier. You know, I struggle with that because the sweet tooth that I had and it was just out. Never, I never eat sweets in that capacity. But this month, it's like we are eating every piece of candy we can find. And healthy, health-wise, it's not going to help me. And I understand indulging every now and then is not completely dangerous. It's, you know, but having almost the uncontrollable urge to do such a thing is the, the alarming part. That's a piece where I definitely, definitely fear the most and I worry the most about because I feel as though I'm essentially setting myself up to fail if I want to reach this longer term goal. So having some grace definitely helps because I allowed myself to indulge definitely more than I should have, but a great piece of any kind of, you know, self-restraint or practicing any sense of self-restraint is not having things accessible to you that would entice you or um, tempt you into making decisions that you're not happy with. Um, For Valentine's Day, I, you know, we received um, cupcakes and cookies for the night of, which we didn't finish. I threw those things away. I I either threw them away or I gave whatever I could out because I couldn't afford to have these items here because I normally don't buy these items anyways. So having them here in this window does not help. Um, Finding time to take care of ourselves. Like for instance, because I'm dealing with so many mm, inconsistent feelings and just sporadic um, urges, 
I know that I have to switch on that piece of me that is driving the the boat forward in the right direction, even though I'm looking off left, I'm looking off right, I'm in the sky, I'm kind of scraping to go backwards. I know that I have to turn on that switch, which in, which includes finding therapy time, making sure I'm active physically. So I'm walking, I'm running, I'm exercising, even though I don't want to physically, my body wants to just go in the bed and relax. And we have to be very careful with that because I personally feel like I'm teeter tottering on going in a depressive um, episode right now. And I know that basically there is an atmosphere or there's so many different things around me that would easily just just spit me into that world. And for those of you who struggle with depression or struggle with anxiety and struggle with pieces of us that we are almost feel helpless with, it's very important that we're responsible enough to see the signs and recognize the signs and put forward the 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 measures necessary to counteract the things that um, trigger us and the things that you know put us in the predicament where we really do want to um, go into that world of just complete and honest like checkout mode. It's very scary and very uncomfortable, but it's also very important for us to recognize how we can genuinely change the direction and the outcomes of our episodes or potential episodes. And so for me, getting into the groove and doing all of those things, whether you whether I you know want to or not or full out, you know, is okay. It's I'm happy I'm doing it today. I went for a walk. Usually I would do three laps. I only did two, but I was very proud that I was able to do two because it's a mental, it's a mental um, battle between your body and how you're feeling. You know, I was sore. I was complaining in my head, but I was focusing on my podcast and focusing on the present and the things I can change and things I can create differently and the things that I can do differently. It's all about putting those good tools in front of you and keeping those good moments in front of you. Taking care of myself physically is also a great thing. Taking care of the space that I occupy is also a great thing. Utilizing the things that make me happy and um, you know, leaning on those things and giving myself a little wiggle room when I'm not necessarily able to make the right decision or the decisions that I would like to make, um, definitely makes a world of a difference. It definitely, definitely alleviates a lot of the stresses. Um, there's a lot of contributors to emotional instability. It could be work. It could be love life. It could be um, other relationships, family relationships, goals, aspirations, setbacks. There's so many reasons why you could feel emotionally unstable as far as not being able to express how you're feeling inside or overly expressing and being super vulnerable of what you're feeling like inside and feeling almost like the outcast because you're not able to control either side of the spectrum. And you worry about you know, being engaging with other people or worrying about being in a, in a mental state for too long and not being able to see the bright side or the better side or the happier side or the, the best blessings that are in front of you. So all of these things kind of intertwine itself in this experience. And the, the key is to have a grasp and have a, a sense of the signs and of the the behaviors and the potential outcomes from this. It's really about honing in and identifying how can I leverage what I know and the tips and tricks that I'm, I'm aware of to then spit out and promote me to be able to um, do the things that are necessary or 
you know, focus on the things that are necessary to be able to get me to the place that I need to or want to be in. You know, there's a lot of different research on this. And, you know, Lady Gaga is a huge advocate on mental health and her experience with depression and anxiety and all of these things. Um, And she talks about different forms of help. And for those of us who struggle, you know, every now and then aren't able to manage it on our own, please seek help. Please, you know, there's a suicide hotline, there's friends and family, there's therapists, there's different outlets, you know, there's different ways that you can elevate yourself and kind of put yourself back together or put yourself together in a place that you feel comfortable or happy about. But it's going to take some time, it's going to take some practice, and it's going to take effort from you. Um, But Overall, when it comes to managing things and trying to get through things, people say, for instance, fake it till you make it. So maybe you're dealing with depression or you're dealing with, you know, your instability and you're very frustrated because you're not operating from the space that makes you happy. And so you're worried or you're not as fulfilled as you would like to be. Um, It's very common for us to want to revert or want to you know, just give it all up because we feel like what's the point? We're really not, you know, getting in the direction that we want to, or we're living a lie. You know, we're just forcing ourselves, not dealing with the root of the issue. This is a conscious decision that you have to make for yourself. For instance, for me, I understand that within the next day or two or three, I'm going to be fine. This is not an alarming, um, experience that I'm having where I'm completely worried about myself because I'm very in tune and I'm very hyper-focused on myself. Um, I just have to allow this to, to pass. But for you, it may be different. It may be one of those things where you're like, I feel like things are spiraling out of control. And if that's the case, that's great that you see that and that you understand that and you feel that. And, you know, maybe practicing some of the things that I've mentioned before may be useful, but if it's not rewarding or it's not um, getting you to the results that you're looking for, one, continue to do it because it's not immediate. I, there can be days I can look gorgeous and still bawl my eyes out or still feel uncomfortable because my body's not reacting the way that I want it to. Right now, I'm definitely bloated and I got a comment of like, you putting on weight? You know, so all of those things come together and you're like, Really? Why am I trying so hard if it's not going in the direction that I want it to go into? But it's one of those things. It is about majority. It's not about the the only trying, but it's also about making that the majority of what you do, taking care of yourself, listening to yourself, focus on the things that matter, doing your best to take care of yourself, all of those sort of things. And it's definitely a process, definitely something that there's levels to it. So when you get to the place, I feel that you know, you feel like you're out of touch and you're not really, or you're feeling like you're going to be out of touch or other, you know, methods are not really yielding the the wholeness or the stability that you crave. I would listen to podcasts. I would listen to good sermons, you know, get deeper into your prayer, reach out for therapy, counseling, find a better group to be around. Um, highlight the things that have gone really, really well. Highlight the things that you probably didn't see or notice. Celebrate those moments. Celebrate those things. Enjoy those things a little bit more. Lean on those things to give you strength. You know, allow others to support you. Asking for help is a huge part of it too. Asking for others to listen, not to judge, not to care about finding solutions, but just knowing that you have a space where you can rest this information or vent about this information. Holding things in is very, very destructive, very destructive. 
And a lot of us tend to do that for a myriad of reasons. We just really have to identify when we're going down that space and circle back and really take our time to see how can we adjust our behaviors to reflect how we genuinely actually want to to behave. Instability in your emotions are definitely signals to a multitude of things. Sometimes there are moments where we need to be alarmed, but then there are other times that we really have to kind of pay attention. We think that, you know, the water's boiling and it's fine, but in actuality, it's actually spilling over. Um, And so when that's the case, we need to pay attention to that dial that essentially, you know, um, controls the, the temperature. And this is something that you you have to identify as far as a self check in. Are we, you know, practicing things where we're taking on too many tasks or projects? Are we involving ourselves in gossip and you know situations that are beyond us? Are we you know trying to control situations that are without our control? Are we trying to take on um, too many goals or attempts at something and we're not paying attention to the signals or the signs or the learning lessons behind that? Are we not taking care of our body enough? We're not walking. We're not being active. Um, Are we not involving ourselves in moments where we can relax and be tense-free? Identifying the causes and the reasons and the driving factors behind a lot of the reasons why we are emotional and what would, you know, then cause us to be unstable um, are are kind of the, the first line of defense, the first line of figuring out what's actually causing this. And if there is a multitude of things that are causing it, hence for me, um, paying attention and sorting those things out. So being able to organize yourself and talk to yourself and and identify the things that you kind of have, you know, been dealing with that you're not paying attention to. I was listening to a podcast this morning and they were talking about, especially right now in this world of Zoom and this the modes and how we switch from one um, personality or characteristics or um, experience to another within minutes. Previously, that wasn't the case. So everything was more in person. So you had to travel, you had to wait, you had to walk over, you had to um, you know, drive, whatever it may be, in order to get to these different type of events. So you can go from a work meeting, drive to the house and do dinner with your family, but there is an intermission. There is time in between where you're able to recalculate and recaliber. Um, Now in this kind of more virtual world, we don't have that luxury. You can go from a dinner party to a birthday party, to a work meeting, um, to a presentation within minutes and not have this opportunity to digress. Um, Sometimes even interacting and getting in with people stimulates different emotions in us because we're not sure as far as how social, what kind of social we should be, especially in this transitionary space where, you know, some of us are not completely comfortable with maskless lives. Um, I'm one of those late adopters where I'm, I, although I'm fully vaccinated and have the booster, I still don't want COVID. I still don't want to put myself at risk, but there are others who are not on the same accord and with the regulations and the the lifting a lot of a lot of these different 
um, expectations, it definitely, definitely puts, presents an issue. It definitely presents an alarming issue that we have to adapt. I have to, to be faced with that when I go into the office where I'm around people who don't want to wear masks or don't, aren't necessarily enforced to, or the grocery store, whatever. There's different, sometimes micro and even macro aggressions that happen throughout our day that would trigger us and cause us to be protective or defensive or go into our fight or flight or freeze mode that we're not really accounting for. We're not really paying attention to how all of those pieces show up in our day, whether we you know, conjure or ask for them or not. Um, there may be moments where our five love languages are, you know, struck, or um, there may be moments where we don't get to express ourselves. We don't get to talk or interact with people, you know, and that effect and that, you know, the, the effect of all of those pieces can definitely, definitely lead to this emotional instability. You know, there's a yearning that we all have, especially when it comes to vacations, of this idea that I'm going to, you know, hesitate or I'm going to find the perfect window or create a window that's going to yield me this idea of complete, um, you know, euphoria because I can just do whatever I want to do, relax how I want to relax and enjoy life and enjoy moments, et cetera, et cetera. Now, we have to be very careful because denying ourselves the opportunity to turn off our switch and fully embrace vacation mode, as we like to call it, or moments of time where we're not as you know required and active and participative and um, you know performative is is essential. It's so important to know that I don't have to turn on. I can just be. That is super, super, super important. And knowing that I can just be and knowing that me just being doesn't mean that I have to wait four weeks or three weeks or nine months in order to get to that space is it's almost like suffocating yourself until you, you know, you're controlling the fact that you, you basically can't breathe and other contributors are creating more of a reaction why you can't breathe. Maybe you already, you know, you're, you're losing air and you're trying to, to, to swim. And then you're creating more opportunities where like, I'm not going to breathe until I get to this, you know, place in the pool. Instead of saying, I need to come up with air, you know, I need to find ways to come up with air so that way I can feel more um, revigorated and, and, you know, rejuvenated, rejuvenated to get to that space, get to that place. Um, whether it be a day or a half day or a mini trip or whatever it may be that is creating that turn off switch so you can reset and repower and also just looking at your day. Now, some of us who have partners or friends or whomever that you speak with and ask you about your day, take assessment of your day, hear your day verbally to, and really don't just say it to them, but say it also to yourself because we'll realize very quickly there's a lot of heavy um, things that go on and things that don't necessarily correlate with one another that you can confidently say, this is a lot to, to maintain and to swallow and to deal with. Not to mention the day I had before, not to mention the day I'm going to have next week. There's so many different you know, contributing factors that allow us to feel beyond overwhelmed and beyond out of place. And it's really, really, really important that we identify ways that we can acknowledge that 
so we can see that we can create spaces in which we can deal with those emotions and deal with those reactions. We can put up boundaries where necessary so that what we can turn off or check out, as I like to call it, we need to identify ways that we can channel those emotions. You know, burnout is real. And I talk about that all the time. Um, burnout is real, but a lot of times, even though we may feel like it's a helpless thing that we fall ourselves into, there's always freedom in how we design our days, how we design our meetings, how we design our experiences, how we design how we show up. So that way we can preserve ourselves, our sense of self, our sense of completeness and wholeness. If you're not preserving yourself, you're not doing yourself justice. You're essentially saying to yourself, you're going to completely, you know, produce, perform, show up and, you know, immerse yourself into life. And you're not going to take a second to breathe. You're not going to take a second to evaluate what you want. You're not going to take a second to identify the pieces of you that need attention. And that's one of the worst things you can possibly do. Putting this in practice and doing this as constant as possible makes a world of a difference. I'm telling you, it'll alleviate so much stress and so much you know, connectivity and dynamic that all of us yearn for. We we crave those pieces of life that give us a sense of purpose, a sense of being or belonging. Now, it's definitely a tricky piece to 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 incorporate into our lives, and it's not something that will look the same every single day. But adapting is the best thing. It's the reason why we're here, you know, as human beings is is because we learn to adapt. And that's something we're definitely really, really good at. But all of us as a, you know individuals have to identify how do we adapt? What's the best pace for us to, to go towards? What are some of the decisions that we can make that can alter our, our, you know, our current future, but put us in a future or our divine destiny or our living legend um, so that way we can obtain all the peace that we crave, all of the outcomes that we're looking forward to and regain some stability when it comes to our emotions. I can't tell you how frustrating it is to be um, participating in life and feeling like I just don't, I can't connect with myself. I can't see what's going on. I can't see myself. I can't um, recognize what's happening because of the simple fact that I'm just so overwhelmed. I'm so caught into this place where I feel like I can't, I can't focus. I can't connect. I can't dial in. I'm just, just almost numb. Being numb in life is like muting yourself. It's like completely just becoming one dimensional through it all. And that's not useful. There's so many colors. There's so many brightness. There's so many opportunities, so many twists and turns, and it can be very overstimulating. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Depending on the industry, your life's current, you know, um, space and what you're currently doing or currently focused on, it can be extremely, extremely overstimulating. And I've had moments of that where it has been, but again, a lot of times it's because of my own construct. It's because of my own lack of preparedness or lack of understanding and lack of putting into practice the things that I know, whether it be talking myself off of a cliff. So saying like, listen, okay, because right now we're feeling real nervous and scared and frustrated and defensive and uncomfortable. 
But we have to remember there's a person inside of us that we want to represent. We want to show up. We want to be seen. And we have to motivate ourselves and get ourselves there. So we're going to have a little pep talk right now. So that way we can we can find that place within us and let that place come forward. And once that place comes forward, we can relax because we have control. Internally, our body may, you know, become anxious, uncomfortable, um, start to sweat, start to panic. Our breathing may change. Our eyesight may become really, really hard. Um, All of these things are external versions of a panic. It's a complete like overwhelmed sense of stress. It is important for us to divert ourselves from the um, the experience that we're currently having, giving ourselves a couple seconds to divert ourselves, regroup, take our focus and our attention off of the experience, do some breathing, you know, closing our eyes, relaxing our joints. We'll tense up. Sometimes your body will literally start to tense and get really, really hard. Your 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 hands will you know clench. Um, your shoulders and necks will will get really, really tight. Pay attention to that because that is basically the um, ingredients in which you're working with. If you can adjust your ingredients to be more conducive and more um, inclusive of you being able to make more clear, clear decisions, you'll be able to feel a lot more at ease and a lot more um, just overall open to whatever it is that is the next chapter and what that's going to look like. So practicing that and, you know, putting yourself in a position where you can um, experience that and regain just emotional control over the situation is going to take you from zero to 100. And so it's very important that we adjust and adapt and design a new way, a better way of dealing with these circumstances so that way we can have the outcomes we're in search of, or we can have the experiences that we're looking forward to. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Everything in Me. I deeply, deeply appreciate it. Rocking with me for two plus years now. Super excited for what's next in the chapter and just give yourself some patience, be kind, be honest with yourself, you know, and take those moments, take those breaks, find those breaks, create those breaks, whatever is necessary to be able to regain a sense of self so you can show up as yourself or the best version of yourself.